Championship. Classed as a blue-chip recruit, Rod often sat with his parents at the kitchen table, listening to a continuing line of coaches, recruiters, and scholarship offers. His 3.5 grade average attracted military institutions and prestigious schools, including Stanford and Boston College. He favored Iowa, or Iowa State, closer to home for his parents and friends to watch him play. No one doubted he was destined for greatness, perhaps even into the pros. His father, Bill Marcus, had a steady job at the hardware store, and his mother, Mary, devoted her time to raising their two sons and daughter. The ten-year-old twins, Brian and Sally, were hardly the quiet type. They ran through the house, unconcerned about the conversations around the table, until Mary chased the two outside. If they come in here again before you decide where to go, Rodney, I'm going to lock that door. Bill winked at Rod. Now, Mary, you know they just barge through without opening it. And he asked Rodney if he had decided yet. Yeah, I think so. The university has a good program, Dad, and I do like Coach Howard. Mary grinned at her husband and spoke softly now to Rod. I'm glad, son. We could see you more often. About then, Brian dashed into the kitchen, kicking the door shut behind him, and asked when supper would be ready. Mary raised her voice. How many times have I told you not to slam that door? And for goodness sake, wipe your shoes off before you come in. They ain't dirty. Sally and I were playing on the lawn. Yes, I can see you were. Are those your high school pants? How am I going to get those grass stains out of them? Maybe I should dye the pants green. Nobody'd notice then. Oh, for heaven's sake. Go call your sister now and wash up. Sally, come in. Not in here. Go outside to call her. Mary turned back to her husband. Those kids of yours sometimes need a spanking. Bill sat back and grinned. My kids? What happened to our kids? When they're good, they're our kids. Oh, I see. And what just did they do now? Well, nothing a trip to the woodshed wouldn't help to cure. Now, Rodney, we need to finish this. Brian came in and went to his seat at the table. Did you wash your hands? His mother asked. Ain't got time. Still daylight outside. Bill looked at his wife. Yeah, I see what you mean. I wonder where I put that willow switch. Oh, come on, Dad. You haven't spanked me since first grade. Well, that was my mistake. You gonna obey your mother and go wash them hands? Brian rose and headed to the bathroom. Sally pushed past him and then locked the door. Ma, Sally won't let me in the bathroom. Just tell her to hurry up and wait your turn. Brian leaned near the door and shouted at Sally, relaying the instructions. I have to go came the muffled answer. Bill smiled again at his wife. Who was it wanted them kids? It's my mother's fault, she said. She never told me there'd be days like this. Well, you suppose we can send them back get a refund? <laughs> I don't think the hospital'd take them. Sally, hurry up in there. She did, sticking her tongue out at Brian as he rushed past. In a few seconds, he was back at the table. Mary said, Let's look at those hands before you sit down and eat. 
They're clean, Ma. I washed them. Well, I can just imagine what my towels look like. All right. Sit down. Time to eat. Rod watched all of the goings-on with amusement. He was going to miss this part of his life. He was the big brother, the one Brian and Sally could confide in, tell them all their secrets. Life has a way of making sudden changes, and the best-laid plans can suddenly snap into the depths of darkness and despair. Rod had a feeling he should not join his friends after their graduation party. He did not remember who was driving, or how many were packed into the ten-year-old Honda. He barely remembered the car swerving on the highway, the roll down the embankment, the crunch of the metal, and broken glass, then nothing. When he awoke, he was in the hospital.